Let's go. Feels good to be behind a mic again. Let's go. Um, yeah, we haven't done this in a bit, but we're back on track. And this episode is going to be freaking sick because... It's only been like a week break. Yeah. We've had longer. No, I think it's been two. We didn't do it last week. Yeah, so this is... It was the last week I had no episode. The week before that I had an episode. I don't think so. Oh, really? No, yeah. <laughs> I feel I like I'm doing these every week. You feel like you're doing every week? Yeah, we're not. We're not doing every week. But so, this episode's going to be sick because why? This card, UFC 294, this is going to be sick. And also, we're going to go rapid fire. Like We're not going to go crazy pace. But, Kellen, we're going to try to make these like 15-20. Give or take. Because that's like similar to what a UFC like... Matches, regular matches fat, fight also um these are going to be kind of based around like the only things you need to care about for a certain yeah. card yeah because you don't need to know everything you guys know the main events you know the co-mains and you probably got your favorite fighter scattered around there but we kellen you're just gonna touch on the important kellen's job is to point out the fights that are most intriguing to get the most uc fans possible like how are we gonna grow this sport and spread it to everybody. We got to make people watch the most exciting fighters. And that's Kellen's job. Is to scout talent. And that's what I do. Is scout <laughs> UFC talent. They're already in the UFC though. So you know they're good. But uh, dude we've got some <laughs> sick prospects. That I feel like nobody knows about. But um, first though. So we've got a couple things. Um, I made a little Bianca's warm up segment. Because she comes here after so teaching rude. or something. She's a little groggy. Doesn't want to be here. Checks her watch. Keeps me on a time limit. I came here straight. Pulls the Apple Watch. Checks it. Full on. He makes fun of me for closing my Apple Watch face. And I had to get a coffee before this because I'm so tired. I had a full day of teaching today. Yeah, she's sub, dude. Baller. You better be on your best behavior. You're a teacher now. You can't cuss, say anything. Because your students watch this. No, they're they're (laughs) kindergartners. (laughs) They're five. We're gonna get those five years on the five year olds on the UFC now, track early. Now, if I was early. teaching like fourth, third, fourth, fifth, mm-hmm. those suckers will find you on Facebook. <laughs> they will friend you. My friend Riley's having kids DM her on TikTok. It sounds like kids are already saying the F word when that wasn't even on our radars when we were five. So kids are growing up quick. Yeah. But Bianca's warm up. <laughs> What's Bianca's love language? Huh? Yeah. What is it? What is your love language? You guess. What is it? I actually don't really think I have just one. What it's are your mix. languages? You speak. I think words of affirmation are is one of them. <laughs> oh God, we're getting deep here. That's a love language. <laughs> no, I was. This is more surface level. Wait, what do you mean? There's literally five love languages: words of affirmation. And then she's gonna go into like touch, physical touch, stuff like that. I'm saying food. <laughs> <laughs> like words of affirmation physical touch no the best kind of love language food food what about Call food? Me that. food okay ready yeah bianca's little brain game get her going here for the ufc content that you're about to consume <laughs> okay. i hate the term consuming Wait, content is right up there your... with mealtime well because if you see it it'll ruin it oh, okay. okay i've tried to figure out a way to make this the most difficult and it's hard but We'll split it up like this, all right? It's like, this is like a, it's like a, 
It's semi-hard, but it's not that bad. Round one. This is a game, by the way. You're Round, not. You haven't prefaced yeah, this, is this at game. all. I'm a, yeah, I'm a bad. This host. is a game. This is a game. I'm going to play. Food? It's a food tournament. Bianca is going to food pick tournament. her favorite food slash restaurant that it's from. There's four finalists because we can't really bring up a whole bunch. Of, I can't bring up like local restaurants here because we got people from fucking Georgia watching. So these this. are like uh, chain restaurants. Yeah. Okay. So we got some chains. All right, ready? <laughs> okay. The premise of this is you can only eat the winner. None, okay. none of the other things. For the rest of my yes, life? Yes. Yes. Oh. You cannot, every time you eliminate something that is gone from your potential menu. My palate forever. Yeah, forever. Okay. <sighs> oh, God. All right, ready? I already know what Round the winner is. Round A sub from Jimmy John's versus oh. wings from Applebee's or Wingstop. Any kind of wings. Not limiting you to a flavor. You're kidding. Your ideal Jimmy John's John's sub versus. Why'd you put two really hard ones together? Because I'm not just going to go random wings and random sub. It has to be like top tier. It has to be your faves. (laughs) Oh my God. This is so hard. (laughs) I can't. If you want a key to Bianca's heart, get any of these four food (laughs) items that I'm going to list in the future minutes. I bet I can name them. No, no, no. Just keep. Okay. This, stay okay. focused on the task at hand. <laughs> eliminate one. Okay. Oh my god! But I can't even <laughs> say the words "eliminating Jimmy John's sub." Like I can't even use elimination. those words. But I These feel like two I'm of more. These are Bianca's found favorite foods: subs and wings. And wings. <laughs> That's those like are. what her diet is, Loki. Okay. Fuck off. Um, I don't know because I feel like I get less tired of the sub. Like I could because it's one, it's better for you. I feel like and there's just more on it but like with wings you can just eat so many i think i'm gonna eliminate jimmy john's oh <gasps> no and keep the wings wait really no more driving to corvallis no more quick pickup i didn't let's no more let's freaking say, fast like, let's put it like this i've only been eating jimmy john's the past what year i haven't i've never been a jimmy john's girly i've been a wings girly, girly? since i was a kid girly? So I have to stick true to the wings because I okay. didn't even start eating Jimmy John's for like since like last year. Mm-hmm. I discovered it and I love it, but I also love a good chick- basket of wings. You've always loved sandwiches, though. So. Yeah, I have. But true sandwich lovers began watching School of Rock. Yes, when he opens up the freaking desk and oh, takes wait, the okay. sandwich. Teach. You're not in trouble. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> Teach, teach. That, I, that, every he, time I see that, up, I want to go get no, a sandwich. Every time I see that scene, I'm like, I need a sub right now. Yeah. And the Cheetos with it, and mm. I don't even like Cheetos, but like chips in a in a sub, like yeah. it's unbeatable. But I remember ever since that scene, like I'm always like, why did it like make us think like subs? Because like, like you so know what it tastes cool. like, what he's eating. It's yeah. literally like cheddar cheese, like gr- lettuce, but it just, turkey, but it, and, and it mayo. doesn't even look that great, but no, it just sounds not. so good yeah. every time. Exactly okay that's how we're meant to be because we both grew up loving nacho libre and school of rock pretty much wings moves on jimmy john's gone from her existence the next one is a chicken sandwich slash tender from dave's or tacos el pastor (laughs) homemade from the carnesaria okay but tacos el pastor with cebolla and piña which is onions and pineapple on top and lime with a wedge a lime wedge your whole setup. which you could get that you can get that at any mexican yeah like place so mm-hmm. pretty broad so 
You can't have tacos al like pastor. This conversation or you're not allowed to have Dave's anymore. I don't want to talk about that anymore. This conversation. What one's harder, this one or the last one? Oh my god, I don't know. They're because they're completely different categories. It's like, oh, when I'm craving fried right, chicken or when I'm bases. craving pastor tacos. All right. Like when this, you suggest a food, what would I rather eat? When you suggest tacos. You almost say yes all the time. I say yes every time, I feel like. But I also never turn down Dave's. But I do get tired of Dave's more. I think Pastor Tacos wins. I think that that's a good choice because the finals would kind of suck if you had to choose between fried chicken and fried chicken. True. Okay, here we go. Would you rather have wings or tacos? You're 50% Mexican, so pick wisely. <laughs> Dude, this is so I, My personal hard. opinion, I'm sorry. You're obviously tacos. But the tacos, I you know. can't beat them. No, you can't. But people don't know how good they are. Because we make them good. We yeah. soak the tortillas in the sauce. Like, if I have to have people over and make something for them, like, that's the one thing I feel comfortable about making every single time. Because I don't have to make the meat. I All just you grill do up the is meat. grill the meat. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm the one who puts the cheese. Okay. I prep the Just answer the, the limes. question. I prep answer the, the goddamn the question. Well... This is going to take up half the pod. Is the I know. Warm I was going to say, this is the warm-up. Yeah, there's no way. I'm just kidding. It's fun. This is my show. <laughs> I fund it. I do everything. You, <laughs> I, just, um, I seriously don't know. I'm going to go pastor tacos. If I could dip pastor tacos in ranch. What? <laughs> You're a freak show. No, I wouldn't actually, but ranch is like my favorite condiment. And I feel like everything you listed, I eat with ranch, except for the tacos. You can have a slice of pizza anytime with ranch. Oh, you didn't even have pizza on that no. list. I do love so meat. Save pizza. the ranch for the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to drench your tacos in ranch. It's like a freak. Okay, <laughs> Who would even okay, think of that? Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Tacos for the win. Tacos for the win, baby. I mean, if you haven't experienced a classic carne al pastor with a little bit of pineapple, a little bit of lime sprinkled on top, then you ain't living, baby. If you haven't put the cheese in the tortilla, grilled both sides in the sauce, pull that sucker apart, make a taco, you haven't lived. You haven't lived, okay? I don't know. Depending on how uh, sensitive our, your stomach is, you might not want to like leave your house after than, eating it. But That's true. My stomach always hurts after it. But <laughs> it's so worth it. So worth it. Okay. It's just so rich. Yeah. But let's get into UFSA 294. So basically what happened was it was a really good card. It got baked up a little bit. And then it became even better with the Islam Akacha versus Alexander Volkanovsky rematch. And now a fantasy matchup of many UFC fans, which is Hamzat versus Kamaru Usman. Both of which seem like unstoppable forces. Okay. First of all, I want to get Bianca's take. Like, what do you think will, like, with, with the two, the, geez, there's a big, big bang, big bang, the big bang, <laughs> Someone's car what do you think about the main event and the co-main? Cause this like, is like the I main think juice it's a little, win? yeah, Volk in the rematch off of 11 days notice. Same with Kamara Usman flying to Abu Dhabi to face guys that have been preparing for a fight for a significant period of time. I want Volk to win because, one, I like him, and two, it was short notice, so I just think that's kind of sick. And it's a rematch, isn't it? Yep. I just think I want him to win. I don't know if he will just because of on the short notice. I don't know how um, 
like set he is to go but i th- am hoping for him and then uzman or this is at 185 pounds too first time uzman's fought 185 pounds is that he was the 170 up? champion so he's going up a weight class yeah and hamzat's kind of fluctuated throughout his career i think hamzat can i throw something out there for you you think uzman do not be surprised if Usman and Volkanovski go unconscious. <laughs> like, I'm being serious. Wait, you think I that, think that both of them might get knocked out. You think on that the biggest Usman's stage gonna in the world. get knocked out? And Volk could get knocked out? Hamzad is a scary man, dude. He's so fast, boxing so clean. Usman, a little bit dicey. Yeah. And he's never yeah. fought someone as big as Chimaev with the skills of Chimaev. Because I guarantee you one thing, this fight ain't going to the ground. Hamza mm-hmm. is not going to take Usman down, I don't think. He might. But Usman is not going to take Hamza <laughs> down. I know that. I know that. If he does, prove me wrong. Light me up. But I'm just saying, I really do see Hamza clipping Usman. And I see Islam clipping Volk. And I think I have, in my tapology, I created a tapology account so it keeps track of all my picks. I think I have Volk down for a second round TKO. And uh, Usman gets knocked out with like a second round TKO as well. I really think both like this is like a hot take. Yeah, but I really don't think that coming out short notice facing a Chimaev up a weight class with that kind of power, dude. All we had to see in Hamza's first fight at like second fight one eighty five in the UFC, he knocks out Gerald Mershar. And what has Gerald Mershar shown? The dude is so resilient. At that weight class, he takes so much damage, come back and win, comes back and wins fights. So the fact that Chimaev just pressed the button and slapped him is really scary. And so that's what makes me think, like, Usman, he's got knocked out by Leon. Okay, it was a kick. He looked pretty good in the um, rematch. But, like, I just feel like if Usman's not careful mm-hmm. and it shows his openings like he did, if you catch a knee from Chimaev or something or catch something on the chin, I think that's different from, like, you can't eat it like you ate the Leon Edwards shots. Yeah. Like, this is a big, strong, six-foot-two Chechnyan throwing heat-seeking missiles. I really think that there's going to be a knockout here. I just see it happening, bro. Like, that's going to be crazy. Yeah. I just, I've, I think that if Usman can find a way to just kind of make this a grimy fight and maybe... I, dude it's just a real i don't i don't know what's gonna happen because usman looks so good like he the only thing in his before after pictures looks the only thing that looks different he's a little bit thicker in the waist but only marginally so i think his cardio is gonna yeah, be there yeah so <laughs> i just don't know what's gonna happen but all the one thing that i will say is i just don't i hate the fact that this rematch with makachev and volkanovsky is coming with alexander not being on a full camp like that just kind of sucks. It's not because Makachev's like even you have a built-in excuse, my guy. Yeah, you have a built-in excuse where, even though, but that's Volkanov- probably why he also was down to take it because he's like, I really got nothing to lose. Right, but it also sucks for Volk because if Makachev gets a second win, and it's hard for me to imagine a lot of guys right now that are going to take that belt off of him. Volk's not gonna ever really gonna be able to earn another title shot at 155. Like this is now or never for him. So and he's the champ, right? Yeah. Volk still is. Yeah. So if Volk loses this, then does that make Makachev the f- champ? No. Te- oh, because it's different weight class. Yeah. He oh. Volk's going up technically, but what they were gonna do is maybe is they do Ilya versus Max interim title if Volkanovski gets the shit pounded out of him. 
which would be sickening. Yeah, that would be And really cool. Kellen would be conflicted. <laughs> that would be a big conflict of interest there. I don't know how to break that one down. Want Ellie to win, for sure. Yeah. Want Max to get the belt back, for love sure. love Max, so... Also would love to see Max and Volk fight again, because I really don't think, besides that, potentially that second fight... No, actually, I don't think any of the fights that they fought, both of those dudes showed up on the same day. Max got the shit beat out of him in the trilogy. Max kind of got robbed in the rematch but that was like covid weird times i don't think volk was able to get a really good training camp in and then the first fight first fight was probably their best and that was like 2019 i think that was like Mm -hmm. the best time um but it was still a really close fight and volk kind of just kicked the legs out from under max the entire fight it wasn't like like volk obviously kind of clearly won the fight but it wasn't like a decisive winner so that's like my bold take though on the co-main and main like you guys know both of these guys they're the most famous freaking fighters in the world but moving on from that so that's we're getting two knockouts in the cone main and co-main that would be crazy baby but new segment all right Mm -hmm. that i've already talked about with bianca you've heard of um dana white if you don't know now you know my new segment is you probably knew but if you didn't now you definitely do okay this is my segment all right and the first one on it is who else but the snow leopard <laughs> javid basharat versus um victor henry we've been talking about this for a while i think it was supposed to happen in september very glad it got pushed back because as the this ufc 294 is kind of progressed it got a little got a little shaky here with good fights but there's some good fighters on here that kind of make up for kind of a little bit of a low-key top-heavy card, but there's it's pretty it's pretty good throughout. But Javid Bashrod is the most special prospect on this card, in my opinion, just because he hasn't shown any weaknesses. But I was like deciphering, like, is this going to be Javid Bashrod's coming out party? I think he's going to need one more, and he's going to need to do it against a ranked guy and really prove it. But this Victor Henry fight, it's not going to be. I just clutch the. These Bashra brothers, they're not afraid. They love to take hard fights, all right? But Victor Henry, I just really think this is going to be a technical, classic, beautiful mixed martial arts display. Because Victor Henry, he's so good. His boxing's pretty good. And his ground game's solid. But Javid Bashra, no matter where this fight goes, he's got the edge, okay? I know that for a fact. And this is, the, this is the, if you don't know, but you probably already did, but now you're definitely going to know if you didn't. I botched that, but you get the premise. <laughs> Javid is a distance master, and you never know where any of his shots are coming from. Like, he's going to throw a right hand to a left high kick, something else. He switches stances really well, but he just moves in and out. He's bouncing on those toes, Steven Wonderboy style. Gets in and out, great head movement. He gets the best version of his um, opponents every single time. He's just that type of guy. Victor Henry in his fight against, was it Rafael Sunsau? He really, I'm pretty sure, now I could be wrong, right? Kellen's usually wrong about some things. But, oh, he be, so he beat Tony Gravely in his last time out. That was a split decision. But I just remember in the Rafael Sunsau fight, he was really struggling with distance management, all right? And, like, that's going to be, uh, he was struggling to f- get his shots and land his shots and get inside. Even though he does have great head movement, he's fine, but he was just really struggling to land shots. And the only way to beat Javid Bashrat besides putting him out is to land more volume on him, obviously, Kellen. But all I'm saying is Javid 
is not really going to get touched in this fight, I think, and it's going to be tough for Victor to get to him. Tough for him to, it's going to be tough for him to land his shots. So I just see Javi Boshrock getting a nice, solid, decisive decision. All right, mm-hmm. but I do think that if it goes to the ground, Javid can obviously find the back, sink in a choke, or lands a couple elbows. He has vicious ground and pound. That's what I love about every single place that this fight goes. The Boshrock brothers, they do not. Um, take it for granted like they're gonna throw volume no matter where they are if they're on top they're gonna throw it if they're on their back they're gonna get back up to their feet and then obviously uh, when both guys are on their feet they have insanely creative and like uh non-predictable combinations so yeah javid's the man the snow leopard he's gonna go to 15 and 0 and he's he's on his way him and his brother are on his way to proving the world that proving to the world that they are a force to be reckoned with. But the next one on Kellen's list is Nathaniel Wood versus Muhammad Naimov. Okay? Nathaniel Wood is the man coming off that fight against Touchy Feely, which was Nathaniel almost got taken out a couple times there, but he did almost he did he did land uh he did shake up Andre Feely on quite a few occasions. But Muhammad Naimov, I think that he is probably one of the more interesting dudes on the card just because Comes into the UFC, beats Jamie Malarkey, up a weight class of 155 pounds, and knocks him out. Not a lot of people do that. Jamie Malarkey is a really consistent contender at 155, and the fact that Naimov comes in there and finishes him when guys on full training camps can't even finish Jamie Malarkey is extremely impressive. And that he's going down in, one four, I think his true weight class is 145, but this is a real, I feel like this is kind of the fight that a lot of people are kind of circling because Nathaniel Wood... I mean, if he strings a couple more fights together, we're looking at a top featherweight prospect because the dude, he doesn't really lose. And now that he, he's had some, and he's fought like great competition, like fighting Charles Jordan, beating Charles Jordan is great. Beating Charles Rosa, beating Andre Fiel, like those are really tough guys. And to get another freaking feather in your cap against a guy that knocked out a 155er in his UC debut, it's going to be crazy. So I'm looking for a fire fest here, but I just, if Naimov lands, it seems like he can take out anybody. But yeah, he's from Tajikistan, Tajikistan. There's some killers coming out of there, dude. Um, It's not really fair. They're built kind of, they're not built like the rest of us here. But Nathaniel Wood versus Muhammad Naimov. I don't know what, I I think I had Nathaniel Wood, second round TKO. But I would not be surprised if this is just a brutal decision with high output, I think. High output. Maybe some, uh. I'm interested to see what Nathaniel Wood can do on the ground, too. Because like, he seems pretty dominant, but at the same time, it seems like he does have some holes. So, we'll see. Then the next one. If you don't know... Wait. if You probably knew, but if you didn't, now you definitely do. Trevor Peak. He's the guy. <laughs> Why is that so funny, bro? He's the guy. Trevor Peak. he's fighting versus anybody. It literally doesn't <laughs> matter who Trevor Peak's fighting because he has the most unorthodox punching style of all time. This hammer fisting while standing and it'll knock you out cold <laughs> like this is the fight of who has the better right hand because muhammad yaya yeah muhammad yaya i watched some of his fights okay i did a little bit of my homework because he hasn't fought in the ufc yet the dude he likes to put i watched an old old fight but it seemed like in that fight he wasn't afraid to put the pressure on the biggest thing the biggest thing that was eye-opening to me both of these guys have serious power in their hand. Yaya's got a great right hand. If he cracks you, you could go out, out cold. Trevor Peak. I mean, the guy 
he brings street fighting to a whole new level in the UFC. Like, he literally looks like a dude street fighting, throwing punches from all different angles, not the cleanest striking, and he just does it at the highest level, I, I guess. But, key factor here, Muhammad Yahya, he has faced some adversity in his fights, which is great, and so has Trevor Peak. So it's not like we're getting a new dude coming into the UFC that hasn't like gotten knocked down before. And when you're fighting a guy like Trevor Peak, you might find yourself on your back a couple times with seeing stars with a lot of blurry movement. You can't really dial in. You might see three Trevor Peaks while you're laying on your back. But I think that he can recover and come back and win a fight. Because I think in his last fight, he did get dropped towards the end of a round. Um, but he obviously came back in one. So it's going to be insane. I really think that both of these guys are just going to throw. It could get a little bit dirty. But if Yaya can stay clean and crisper, he might be able to just tag Trevor Peak because um, Trevor Peak in his fight against Chepe Mariscal, he was not as Chepe, even though he's not like the greatest striker, he was more, his mechanics were more tight on the feet and he was landing shots. Things were getting to the target a bit faster than Trevor. And um, if Muhammad Yaya can just kind of utilize some cleaner boxing and just make sure he lands on the target first, like he just can't let Trevor Peak do his crazy wind up punches and hit him over the head. Mm. <laughs> like it's like almost, it's almost like Trevor Peak's trying to whack you with a two by four, basically. So if you can just pepper Trevor Peak early and often, Muhammad definitely has the power to get him out of there, but it's going to be a great fight. I really think that either one, it's a, this is a coin flip, but this is a toss up for sure. But yeah, that's basically it, dude. And then Shara Butin, Mago Medov, we're at a championship <laughs> championship round. We're five, five minute rounds here, but there's some uh, Shara Butin, Mago Medov might be the scariest guy in the UFC now. Look at this cat. Yeah, he's. Look at this guy. Doesn't look real. And I think he kicked someone while he was doing. Is like he a partly blind match. in one eye? No, I think he's just one of those cats that has two, two uh, uh two color different colored eyes. Yeah. What? Yeah, and he, I think he's a hothead too. I remember he freaking, dude. How much of a uh, flex is that? Like two different colored eyes? In the <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't get to my point yet. I feel sorry. Oh. No, no, no. He's the number three middleweight in Russia. Which means you're the number three middleweight in the world, basically. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But seriously, he's a freaking monster. Got a tough test in Bruno Silva, dude. This is a fun card. Yeah, it looks. It could have used packed. one more good fight, maybe at the in the main card. But really? we'll we'll see. We'll see. I wish Ikram Alaskara would have would have stayed with his uh, fight with Nasardine, but that got scrapped. Nasardine? I think Nasardine he pulled out. <laughs> Nasardine. He pulled out. Yeah. yeah um, that's about it, dude. What was the last thing? Mm, Giga versus Josh Emmett. Very nice. That's what I wrote. Very nice fight. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> we'll kind of grind this one out really quick. Giga versus Josh. What did I think with uh, Giga versus Alex Caceres? I thought, I thought that Alex Caceres was going to be a great grappling test for Giga, especially coming off a long hiatus, but Giga Chikadze showed that that didn't matter at all, and he didn't, Galaxiaris didn't really even grapple with him, so this is going to be the true test. If Giga can get past Josh Emmett, that proves a lot, because Josh Emmett had a razor-thin fight with uh, Calvin Cater, who beat Giga Chikadze. I know, I know Josh Emmett has absorbed a lot of damage since, um, you know, since he has fought Calvin Cater, like he's had to fight Yair, he fought Ilya. 
a lot of damage was taken in there. But Josh Emmett versus Giga Chikaze is going to be a really fun fight. It's going to be one of those that it's a no-brainer where it's like, yep, yeah, we're getting this fight. These guys just stepping in the octagon. It's going to be nonstop action. So it's going to be interesting to see how Josh Emmett approaches the fight. Is he going to be more grappling heavy or does he feel he can stand um, and trade with Giga Chikaze, which is hard to imagine. But I just really want to see Giga Chikaze. I really want to see him stuff a few takedowns and get up off his back when he gets taken down. Because if he's going to do anything in the 145-pound division and get up to be champion contender level status, he's going to have to do that. Um, so, yeah. Giga is the man. Josh Emmett is very good, but Giga is just such a fun insert into the 145-pound division just because he's so exciting and so technical, and he has the ability to knock anybody out and knock the wind out of you and shut down your um, vital organs with his Giga kick. So this is, I thought that Caceres matchup was going to be great for him. This is one of the greatest matchups for him, especially considering I think it is very, very real. Um, the factor of Josh Emmett absorbing so much damage in the Yair Rodriguez and Ilya Teporia fight. Because if Giga can maybe touch the chin, it might not be the same. But who knows? Josh Emmett is always in fantastic shape and he can knock you out in one punch. Like I could see Giga going out cold. Easy. But so we got that's 30 minutes. We added an extra round or so in there. Maybe that's like the post fight interview, you know, to sprinkle that in. But yeah. I love so, that that's how you keep track of the time in your mind is in increments of fights. Yes. That's five five minutes, baby. Five minutes is a round. Rounds. But if you learn anything from this um, podcast, it's that Javid is the man. Wood versus Naimov is the fight you want to watch. Mm. Trevor Peak versus literally anybody is must-watch TV. And Bianca chose Al Pastor Tacos over Jimmy John's. Today. Wingstop wings, Today, Applebee's I wings, that. and Dave's hot chicken. Ask me in a week, and I might be, I might change it again. Those are my top four like things I crave, <laughs> yeah. and like In and Out. Oh, I forgot In and Out. Grilled That's cheese right. and fries. I forgot In and Out. Shit. But I actually. I had to picked, be four though. Yeah, I know. I would say that you'd pick all four of these over In and Out though. I think I would too. Yeah. She gets grilled cheese. Get out of here. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. And Thanks uh, for watching. Subscribe. Thank you to our sponsors. Me, myself, and I. Thanks to the sponsors. And <laughs> <laughs> bye-bye. 294 is going to be sick. Don't watch college football. What? No, no, you don't watch college football. You watch 294. Sundays. Sundays are good. But you, 49, I'm not going to do anything on Sunday because it's Monday Night Football. And we're going to we'll go to the pumpkin patch win. on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, I have to find this one to go to. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>